<laughs> are we good? Are you recording? Are we ready? Are we excited? Last episode. We are excited. What season, a week. Half season. Oh, I didn't know we were recording. I was just bantering. This is kind of fun because it's like a season finale, but not. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Should we say that it's like a quasi? Would you say it's a quasi season finale? Um, There's got to be a better word for it. Semi? I was going to say quarter quell and I was like, that's not right. Huh. Um, <laughs> you like Hunger Games? Yes. That's what Tom's that's watching what tonight. Watch tonight. <laughs> really? He's never watched all the Hunger Games. Are you going to watch all of them? No, we're halfway through. Oh, I was like, it's okay. You can watch the rest. So though. you're going to watch the two Mockingjays? Yeah, we started one of the Mockingjays. And I was confused about what have you read it? You we, need to we read it. We started watching it again. We've only ever seen the first movie. So then like a few weeks ago, we was like crazy storm. And we were just like, fuck, I want to go out. We can't do anything. We were like, let's, um, let's just watch the second movie of The Hunger Games. Because like, we'll remember. Mm. Peter was a rock. Mm. That's the main thing I remember. And so we started watching the second one. And then Tom's like, wait, what happened in the first one? Anything. What are the politics of this country? What's the like, dis- like what's, what, how did it get dystopian? I was like, I don't know either. And so we kind of just watched it. And then, <laughs> then we were like, well, we'll to start watching the third one have you so, read the books no i maybe the books are helpful because i read the books although i feel like i watched the movies two of the movies first mm. but the books are good Went back and read them yeah. yeah oh sorry okay all right oh is this not a hunger games podcast <laughs> wait, oh my gosh wait we, what where am I? Who am I? <laughs> I'll tell you where you are, Lisa. You're at Beers, Beats, and Battlestar Galactica. Oh, that was smooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> we're just we're going for a cold open. You know, it was a serious episode. We need a serious beginning. We're often confused about what's actually going on, slash distracted by other pop cultural. We are artifacts. always distracted by other <laughs> pop culture. We should change our name yeah. to Beers, Beats, and mostly <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. Exactly. Um, but we are also distracted because it's it's the end of the year when we're recording this. You, we start. Why, why are you shaking your head at me, producer? Because we didn't we're do like the proper introduction. <sighs> Look, we're we're really in deep now. We're like over twenty episodes in. Yeah, this is everyone's comfortable with our haphazard but lovable way of delivering exactly a podcast. Exactly. Producer You've Tom, been voted out, not, and not, you don't have a mic. Yeah, you're the minority. <laughs> two, you're the minority. Two out of in three. In so many ways. In, yeah, in so many ways. <laughs> you cannot play God then wash your hands of the things that you've created. Sooner or later, the day comes and you can't hide from the things that you've done anymore. Well, welcome back. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Um, I'm looking specifically at producer Tom, who's not making eye contact because he's put out. Um, but, you know, this is, this is our um, first is what episode we're doing. of 2018. This is our last episode recording of 2017 because we're a little oh, bit yes, early. Oh, yes, of course, because we're, um, yeah. And guys, are you excited? It isn't a weekday. It's yes. a weekend. Yes, we weekends. Energy. It might even be a three beer day. It might even be. Watch out, Lisa. Oh. <laughs> the combination of the episode getting increasingly serious and Lisa <laughs> having getting increasingly, increasingly more beard. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun. Well, this I'm really excited that we got to this episode. Mm. Um, you know, a very beloved episode in the Battlestar Galactica, um, the reimagined series universe. Um, and people have a lot of opinions about it. So mm. we'll get started. You know, in a minute. Um, but I just want to check. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about beers that we have first? And yes. listener feedback. Yes. So first of all, listener feedback. I mean, we just had a really cool live mm. tweet session of the episode, which was super Love fun. Um, so there was a lot of like Twitter action. If you want to go read that. Um, <laughs> also, we have some feedback from Kara, who is also our episode sponsor. Um, I think they might have named Starbuck after her. 
Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, so Sound of Music mentions on Battlestar Galactica podcast. Thank you, Beers Beats VSG, for bringing a few of my favorite things together, which I thought was very nice. Um, and yes, Inkara sponsored the episode. And so the beers we are drinking. So it was, there were a couple of beers that were like suggested. So apparently there's an Admiral beer. <laughs> Sorry, just that's okay. my beer. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, apparently, there's an Admiral beer. Um, there's also um, apparently a Pegasus beer. I couldn't find any of these at my pretty decently stocked yeah. beer store. Um, so I got some Colonial beers, and I know we've had them before, but I thought we need to really put everything we have behind yeah. Team Colonial. We are staunchly Team Colonial. We are hundred uh, percent. Um, yep. We also got some Jedi juice um, from Hop Nation, um, which is in. Um, celebration of Star Wars this week. Yay! Being released, which I haven't seen yet, and Melia and Tom have. So yay! It was so good. Yeah. Well, at least oh, I know that more. much. Yeah, I've got to, I've got to get myself to the cinema. Mm. Um. So thank you. Don't um, go to Crown. FYI. <laughs> Don't go to Crown. <laughs> we went to Crown, which is like a casino in Melbourne for people listening abroad. Um, it's like Atlantic City, I suppose. Um, not Vegas because like not big, like, you know. <laughs> but um. It was an experience. Really? Um, yeah. I was going to go to local yeah, cinema. Go yeah, sure. good on you. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? You're close to Victoria Gardens, yeah. right? And that is always like the most laid back experience because it's an enormous cinema and it's always quiet. <laughs> it's no like, one why there. is it there? I might even That's go on the daytime scenes. too and take... Oh, live your best life. <laughs> exactly. Take advantage of the holiday season. Um, great. Um, so thank you very much. We will give you a call sign throughout the episode. It can't be Starbucks. Sorry. It has been taken. It has been. But we'll find a better one for you. Absolutely. Um, so yay. Yay. Yeah, yay. Also, I have another type of beer. Oh, wait. We got I had that yeah. last week, didn't I? No, we didn't one. announce it last week though, because you sort of had a beer free yeah. episode. Um, yeah. I'm drinking a champagne beer. Yeah. Um, called Rosie's Hibiscus Ber- Berliner Weiss. Berliner Weiss? Berliner. Mm. Which has nothing to do with the episode. I've made a huge mistake. But it's no, delicious. It's my classic. Malia doesn't like some other types of beer, so yeah. we're going to pander to her needs. In a German accent. Do you want to say it? No. Sounds like you do. <laughs> I think you should come and tell us. I believe you pronounce that Weiss. Weiss? I think it's like Berliner Weiss. Yeah. Weiss. Producer Tom, Berliner Weiss. Yeah. yeah. Expert. That's his call sign for the week. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah, we are covering the 10th episode of season two. It's called Pegasus. Um, it was directed by Michael Reimer, who's one of like the, you know, the main mm. director of this show. And it was written by Anne Cofell Saunders. Um, so written by a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, yay. Season two was split into two parts. Um, so this is actually like the mid-season finale, finale um, before what was at the time a three-month hiatus, which would I'm sure you would died. have loved. Yeah. No, would have died. <laughs> would have died. So I watched, when I, I think I've said this before, when I first watched Battlestar, which was like 2008, I watched all of it through to the final couple of seasons, which weren't out on DVD at the time, for final season, but the final season split in mm. two parts as well. So yeah, I didn't have to wait. Um, but yeah, oh, what a cliffhanger. Would have been the worst. I can't even wait. Like, it's like, I'm going to go home and watch it now and I still can't wait. <laughs> yeah, um, I hear yeah. you. Um, and we, just a heads up, I know you said this on Twitter, Lisa, but we watched the extended version of the episode, which is the DVD version. It's just under 60 minutes long. Um, the original broadcast version is, I believe, about 45 minutes. Um, but I think, you know, for the story, mm. I'm glad that we watched the extended edition. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of points that I can bring up in the beat by beat for people who may not have watched the extended one, but... I assume you all did. So, yeah, just a heads up on that. 
you have any opening thoughts or any overall thoughts about this step? Or do you want to get to that in themes? Oh, we'll get to it in themes. I mean, it was great. It was hectic. There was a lot of yelling at the television. It was a nice live tweet one. Lots of capital letters. Yes. Um, Yeah, let's do it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. Um, So... Um, we start with a scene with Starbucks that wasn't in the 45-minute version, heads up, um, where Starbucks trying to convince Rosalind and Adama to conduct that rescue mission because, you know, Caprica, still some survivors there, cough, Anders, cough. Mm. Um, there's, okay, I have to point out from the beginning, and I like a lot of things about the more, like, movie-ish um, cinematography of this this episode definitely felt prestige mm. um but the camera moves constantly in the scene like it's like kind of orbiting around the action and it mm. doesn't in the final scene and it it really distracted me Makes so it like easy. they're just yeah they're just talking to each other and this like there's no reason for it to be like moving around and around and around but it does it the whole time and i was super distracted by that mm. i um i was really confused and i think that someone cleared this up for me about the amount of jumps it took yeah to get to like Caprica. hundreds of jumps because it was like <laughs> starbuck was like just literally just like dropped in recently like yeah. it's not that far. she got back real quick from yeah but yeah. apparently the cylon she was in a different ship and mm. that's what made it like that apparently because i was like yeah. it seems weird to me that so many jumps but yeah here we are yeah so. sure yeah, nope, that's correct. Um, mm. It was definitely felt like a lot longer than we have seen previously, but I guess we didn't see the jump she made. And also, I think someone, as someone pointed out on Twitter, um, you know, you, the jumps you need to make in a colonial ship or mm. one of the fleet ships would be different from what you would need to make in the. But Cylon also, Viper, then if that's the case, I don't understand why she can't just go in the Raptor. Yeah, I guess because she can't take everyone back with her. Yeah, in that one Raptor. Yeah, but like if it's as quick as she was, take a couple Raptors, yeah. fill them up with people. They've only got that one, though. That, oh, sorry, I keep saying Raptor, but it's a Raider. The Cylon uh, Raider, the one that yeah. she can pilot. So they don't have anyone else, A, that can pilot it, but B, they don't have another one of those ships. So she could theoretically jump back and forth and kind of ferry people, but that would take a long but time. But they didn't leave Caprica in the Cylon Raider, did she? Didn't Sharon leave in that? Oh, no, actually, I think you're right. They left in a Viper. Mm. So, yeah, okay, that's just a plot hole. I don't know why, like, they got I back quickly. I think it is convenient for the story. Yeah, because story plot. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, you know, she basically hits the wall because Rosalind and Adama are like, that's going to be really difficult. So it's like, I think we should have to try. But I think Adama's logic is fairly sound, even though we know he hasn't always been that logical in terms say, of resources. remember that time? Yeah. <laughs> but that he, she also hasn't told anyone about Anders. Yeah. From She's what, just like, the survivors. The yeah. survivors. I feel like if you were like, hey, this celebrity, like, sports player is that down I'm, there, though. That I'm banging. Yeah. But even if you were, like, a public figure. Yeah. I just feel like people would be like, oh, well, that changes things, you know? <laughs> Um, oh. What I'm trying to say is, um, Anders, we're ready for you to come back now. Yeah, please come back. <laughs> um, so her interruption, her presentation is interrupted because action stations get called. Looks like there's a Cylon fleet. Um, and as everyone's kind of, you know, heading, to, fearing for the worst, I suppose, um, Gator gets the signal that from this, this ship that um, it's, you know, a colonial signal. Um which and it, I thought could be Anders. Yeah, right. And I was excited because I was like, why else would they put that beginning bit in there? Because it yeah. seemed like really like, oh, we should go and get them. And then it would be like, oh, but he's here. Yeah, yeah, but for sure. Obviously not. And like, well, you know what I thought? If it was um, if it was going to be that way, you would have seen some Anders seen in the, like, the previously on. Yeah, true. Because it was kind of like... It's just maybe my heart <laughs> I wanted know. it. Yeah, yeah. You were... Um, 
you know, you were trying to like the secret. It, I, I hear you. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's not. It's not Anders. Sorry. It's um, some random, well, not random, but some more people from the fleet mm. or, you know, from the military. Um, specifically the Battlestar Pegasus, which is part of the fleet that they thought was destroyed. Um, and they, they send through all the authentication codes. It all comes through correctly. Um, the Admiral Kane, who's the commanding officer on that ship, and we quickly learn is, is the most senior officer now in the fleet, um, comes on the Crazy. wireless. And yeah. it's just like, it's kind of an exuberant moment, you know? Mm. And I thought it was really clever because you have this scene with on the CIC on Galactica, which we know is in dozens of times. Yeah. And it kind of plays out just all on there. And then we jump to on board the Pegasus and yeah. we see all of their team react and it's that same parallel of being like, holy shit, is this actually happening? Yeah. Oh my God, we're not alone. And it's triumphant music, you know, it's yeah. like, this is a special episode, like we've really upped the budget. Yeah. It was exciting. It was it's exciting. I really liked the way that they did that and went like from the CIC and like went into this kind of continuous shoot. Yeah, of them. yeah. Um, did they, you know how they made those other Battlestar series mm -hmm. is one of them about Pegasus or yes yeah one okay. of them is the backstory of Admiral Kane okay cool I would advise watching it after you watch Lynette's two-parter yeah okay cool yeah because I think the I looked up the um is it a movie uh it's like a tally movie I think it's Razor is that one or no it might be another one because I think it said I'm, to watch I'm it I'm gonna look it up after season two or something but uh, yeah but not a lot of it was released after season three but then it's like too far away yeah then. yeah I think it was like um yeah it is Razor yeah so um it came out in 2007 okay um but like it was actually it relates to the events well, it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't need to watch it. You yep. can like watch this whole season and not watch it, but it just is like a two hour special that tells the backstory of the Pegasus nice. um, before it finds the Galactica. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they find the Pegasus, the Pegasus team are exuberant. Um, we have the credits. We get an exciting flash forward. I thought we do. We also <laughs> should point out that the number of survivors doesn't change yet. Yes. But apparently it changes next episode. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they just decided they wouldn't like get straight into that yet. They wouldn't yeah. hold out. They wanted to, you know, be suspenseful and yeah. be out. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so, you know, there's the credits. It's, it's kind of untrue, but whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then we get, we see that like they get straight into it. We have a Viper landing on, um, on Galactica from Pegasus and Adama, Rosalind and Ty go to meet it. Um, so Roslyn asks Adama if he knows who Admiral Kane is and he says that he knows of her, um, which would be typical, I think, of the mm. military with, like, you know, the very hierarchical nature of how people interact with each other. Yeah. Um, and we kind of hear that the first that we hear of a Kane is that she's, you know, tough, she's a strong leader, she's a tough leader, and she's a bit of, like, an upstart, which mm. I thought was an interesting note um, for them to include at that beginning kind of, you know, oh, well, she was she was promoted many times over more qualified peers. You know, I almost feel like that's, um, I don't know, like Ty would really view that as being like she's an upstart. Yeah. You know? I mean, or she's a Cylon. She's a Cylon or she's a Cylon. Mm. Um, so the hangar deck is really packed. Even Bolter's there, which we rarely see him kind of in the throng of people, like, for official... Like, he's, you know, he's often around, yeah. but it's always like, oh, yeah, yeah, you oh, work wait, here. You are, the vi <laughs> you are the vice president. Yeah, you have shit to do. Um, and the military proceedings, you know, unfurl. It's very formal as all the Pegasus so crew get formal. off. And you kind of realise, like, I think we commented in earlier episodes that it was, um, I guess, like, 
not jarring, but it was really noticeable to watch all the military practices. But mm. I feel like over the course of these, you know, 1.5 seasons, we've kind of lost a lot of that on Galactica and it's become a lot more like... Yes, you would. You get shit done. Yeah. yeah. So when it's like, this is like, you know, how everyone has to stand to attention. It's really like... It's kind of... Whoa. A lot. Yeah. yeah. It's very intense. Um, and so Kane, you know, all the military are very stoic. Kane comes off the, the little ship um, and makes her kind of, you know, short speech. She basically just like... He, Adama introduces Rosalind to her as the president. She recognizes, Kane recognizes Baltar. She makes a really short, like, welcome, like, welcome back. Or so, because I was like, how do they know each other? Yeah, right, right. And we right. know what Baltar's like. See, I just assumed. very pointed high. Yeah, I just assumed it was because um, Baltar had a public profile as, like, this, like, famous scientist or Well, whatever. that's no fun. <laughs> yeah. It would be way more fun if they had a secret love affair. Yeah. I guess you'll have to watch Razor to find out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I guess everyone's really excited and it seems like a pretty jubilant, um, you know, It is atmosphere. nice when it then goes, like, fun. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad yeah, yeah, I'm glad it wasn't, like, from the beginning, like, everyone is transparently bad. Mm. Like, you really feel this is, like, a real celebratory environment. Like, yeah. oh, my God, they actually aren't alone in the universe. Mm. I mean, Adama and Kane have this, like, stare-off, but, like, I feel like Adama does that with everyone. Um, so I wasn't, like, I didn't put too much I stock in it. Just- Spit my drink. The one where Lisa spits her beer. (laughs) Um, Also, I was reading in some, like, background info that apparently um, with James Olmos has this, like, actor psychology thing where all his characters he plays if they don't respect someone he won't make eye contact with them ah. so the fact that he he said the fact that he made lots of eye contact with Kane showed that he respects her interesting yeah very cool I love those like I just you don't exist to me yeah it's a very Mariah Carey move like it's like if I don't look at you you don't exist <laughs> you mean nothing to me um oh. yeah so they had like a moment but overall it's pretty pretty joyous mm. Um, then they have a scene, like they have, so Kane, Rosalind and Dharma go have a drink and at, thank frack, yes. somebody is surprised that they have liquor around. So good. So validated I feel like this. it's happened twice in this episode and I was like, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, when of course. When things happen and yep. you're like, thank God there was a repercussion of that, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and Adama actually is like, it's one of our last bottles. And I'm like, yeah, well, there seems to be a lot of last bottles, but okay. Yeah, I mean, I believe that the stuff Adama drinks is probably being drunk very slowly. Like, I feel like we've probably seen him drink it every time. And then there's the other stuff that, like, obviously Tyrrell's been making it. But, like, distilling takes time. And they haven't been up there that long, so I don't know. Ty's just had some lying around for a few years now. Yeah, (laughs) I don't think Ty has alcohol lying around. No, no, true. (laughs) Tyrrell, probably. Tyrrell, yeah. I don't know. But, yes. Anyway, I they, had a big note about that as well. What so about sad. the yeah. about the fact that they acknowledge that there's oh, not much alcohol? So good, so yeah. good. So after we get that very validating comment, yeah. um, Rosalind asks Kane how she found the fleet, and um, turns out that Kane and the Pegasus are actually tracking a Cylon fleet, mm. and they've been much more um, aggressive or mm. proactive than the Galactica and the, the Colonial fleet. They've begun to scout systems to attack the Cylons um, where they're going proactively. Which I guess makes sense because they don't have a colonial fleet to... They're not protecting anyone to keep them alive. absolutely. So with the Battlestar, it makes a lot more sense to be more, like... Aggressive, yeah. I mean, Pegasus more aggressive, Battlestar less. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, And while um, all the kind of higher-ups are having their, you know, meeting, Ty's also having a a drink with um, who I originally, like... I was confused because in the first part of that scene, it seems like he was the equivalent EXO, mm. which he is. But then we find out through the backstory, he's kind of like a lower officer that's, you know, 
come up through the ranks. Yeah. Um, finally, someone like more annoying on his level. Yeah. yeah, they really had a um, alcoholic asshole vibe going. But you know, it's always like that person. You know, someone's a real dick when Ty's like horrified by them. Yeah. So when true. Ty was like reacting to him, I was like, oh yeah, that's not good. Yeah. So like in these intercut scenes between Kane, Rosalind, and Adama and, and Ty, and um, I didn't catch his exo's equivalent's mm. name. Um, but Ty, uh, Kane tells Rosalind and Dummer that they escaped the silence. I like that, by the way, they get a lot of ex- exposition out in these scenes, mm. but it doesn't feel like, you know it's exposition, but it doesn't feel too heavy-handed because I think we as the audience have a lot of questions. Yeah. Like, if they hadn't answered how they survived. But also you can you know? do exposition in these kind of scenes because it's like, well, of course they would have these questions. Yeah, exactly. It's not like like the, we did this and we did this and we did this and we're fine now and we're safe. It's not like in Harry Potter where it's like, what's a this like and yeah. harry will ask it and you're like you, you know what that is but yeah. it's like you just want to get this out so the audience knows. yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly aren't you at school <laughs> um yeah so kane tells rosalind and Dharma the reason they escaped was because there was like a nuclear explosion in their um bay yeah and as that was going off their ship wasn't destroyed but they were able to kind of like hide i suppose under yeah. the like temporary blindness of the blast to get off the um like get out and make a blind jump mm. um which, you know, seems pretty risky, but also seems like if you... Well, if you're in the middle in of all the chaos, war. Exactly. You would just be like, I'm getting the frack out of here as mm. quickly as I can. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Kane points out she lost over 700 men. So it's yeah. obviously a pretty um, traumatic experience mm. for her crew. Um, and they also ask her, and I'm glad that this was brought up, about how they avoided the Cylon hack. Yeah. Because um, that was obviously a huge thing in the miniseries and, the you know, the original um, attack on the colonies. And that was apparently because their net... Um, their networks were offline because mm. they were about to be, um, you know, rebooted or whatever. And it all sounds very lucky. She says it's a lucky ship, doesn't Which, she? Which, I mean, adds to the theory that she's a Cylon. We're going to have to update your predictions at the end of this, I I'm, think. I don't know if I'm strong enough on it. I just like predicting people are Cylons. Sure, why not throw it there on there? There are many copies. There are many copies. We haven't copies. seen every version of, you know, the um, the different models yet. There's either, a lot of so. ways of, like, there's a lot of ways that she probably isn't. But... <laughs> But I mean, way more fun. I really dislike her by the end of the episode, so I yeah. want to believe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, Billy bails Rosalind out at one point um, of the conversation, and then Kane kind of questions. It's crazy that I don't even remember seeing him. It's like I mentally blocked him from I mean, my I'm mind. pretty sure it was Billy, but to be honest, it, it could, could have, have been just been any... a white young yeah. man. <laughs> um, anyway, Rosalind gets out. Um, Adama, well, Kane kind of questions Rosalind. Rosalind's authority, you know, as an educational yeah. minister or whatever, uh, um, to Adama because she's the military, and yeah. like Adama was basically the same he like was. that time a season ago. Yeah, but Adama, you know, he's come a long way, yeah. and he tells he tells Kane that Rosalind is legit and has come a long way. I think he says yeah. as well. So um, then Ty has this kind of simultaneous conversation with you know your mate the uh, Pegasus officer um, and he asks about Admiral Kane because like exposition Mm. Um, and the officer says like he asks for officers discretion which I find interesting as like a concept Mm. because it seems like no one on the Galactica either knows about that or cares Mm. Um, but apparently when when they kind of realized there was this um you know, security breach and that there were um, a site, the Cylon fleet, the Centurion fleet had been coming aboard. Um, the EXO refused the command to execute. I think I'm getting this right. It wasn't super well explained. It was, 
Yeah, there was a big story about her being like basically tough. like you know yeah she was really That's like what I she told the exo to do something he didn't he didn't agree mm. so she shot him in front of the whole crew mm. and then turned to this other guy and was like are you gonna do it and he's like what do you want to do and then when Ty's <laughs> like. Uh, like what do you mean and he's just like ah, ha, ha, i was joking obviously and ty's like, just like are you though and when even ty's like horrified by something yeah and like on it you're like yeah this is not yeah not good um yeah um adama also brings up that they have a cylon prisoner with yep. kane um and kane's like oh we have one of those too ah, and then the oh. anticipation comes of who it is yeah ah. and i really like the way it's delivered because like that's a good example of exposition yeah. where we now know they have a Cylon, yeah. but we also know that they know what that Cylons look like. Because, yeah, that was my question at the very beginning of the episode. I wondered if they would We know. presume because, yeah, like I can't imagine that they would keep a Centurion for any reason when yeah. there's like millions of them. Yeah. Yeah, so it's interesting. It is super interesting, and I was like so hoping it would be Lucy Lawless. Yeah, Just because yeah. I just thought that would be cool for the discovery to happen of being like, oh my god, this is this yeah. person we were talking to two episodes ago. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, and then there's Ooh. kind of that, woo, that was the... Yeah. yeah. That's a... Uh, um, popping and locking those beards. Yeah. Um, Beer number two. Yeah. I forgot these are the ones that have the weird, like... Um, it's the, so the good. Cup opening we'll take a thing. picture for the Twitter people. Yeah. I love the it. The Twitter people. Well, look, it's, I just think it's great. I really like these as well. I much prefer it to drinking out of yeah. a normal can. It's more like drinking out of a glass, it I guess. Is. Yeah. yeah. Someone should describe it. What? I Do you just want to describe it? It's like drinking out of glass. It's like instead of pulling the like... Um, little tab bit you pull and the whole top of the beer comes off so yeah. you've just so got it's like, like a cup it's like a tin of beer tins yeah. are so in right now cans Lisa tins, says cans. tins are in yeah <laughs> this just in yeah hot for summer hot for summer hot for summer yeah um, anyway so when they're talking about this Cylon prisoner situation um, and Diamond's like oh ours has been really cooperative and a great source of intel um, which is good for him you know yeah. um and kane's like oh like bolter sounds like a great asset because we haven't had a lot of luck with our cylon um well gee i wonder fracking why yeah i reckon um and kane um says you know they also have a conversation about her taking command and she's like look taking command doesn't give me pleasure but adama he, oh. he really seems like he's very comfortable with her assuming but she's leadership. like oh i'm sorry i have to and i'm like you don't have to do shit yeah like you could just leave him with his fracking ship and like but you could take control of the fleet without i think as we see through or take control of the military of the fleet sorry without going like going through all of the individual commands and like subverting mm, them mm. you know but like you don't need anyway, to yeah my my notes literally you don't have to do shit yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly so you know um, we start to have after this kind of so from this we learn like Kane's going to be you know ranking admiral and mm. um Galactica kind of fall into that, you know, underneath them. And mm. so we have a few scenes then where we kind of see how the different factions of the crews are taking this. So mm. Starbuck um, notices that the Pegasus teams have scorecards on how many, like on the side of their ship, they've patented how many Cylons they kill. And she's like mocking it because mm. like it's Starbuck and like you could almost say that that's like a form of endearment for mm-hmm. her. Um, but it doesn't work very well on the CAG who's like offended by it. Oh, there's like Starbuck and Apollo Pegasus version. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's exactly. like the girl, the guy, the girl and the guy. And they're like facing yeah. off. I'm like, okay. It's like right. that. Um, that's very neat. Yeah. I'm trying to think of when that's been done before, like in cartoons where it's like 
they have like when you the, have like a good version and a bad like yeah. a goodie and a baddie like in the chipmunks when yeah. they have the three girl versions I know that's a very apt example <laughs> huh you always talk about chipmunks chipmunks look, I don't think you've ever chipmunk mentioned chipmunks on this podcast before so yeah. here we are <laughs> Alvin and the chipmunks you know look I was down for that as a kid mm. now I find it pretty jarring but you know growth um, anyway, so there's this scene, yeah, you know, Starbucks mocking them. Um, the CAG's kind of like, well, Apollo, you know, you're the CAG. You should keep track of kills for morale. And it's Admiral Kane's philosophy, so it's yours now too. And then I love, though, because, like, Apollo tries to pull his nepotism card and it just it's doesn't work. It's so bad. It's like as if that's, that's not your thing. Yeah, like, that shouldn't be your thing. My dad can beat up your dad kind yeah, of, like, conversation. Exactly. Like, exactly. That's Adama, like... Uh, uh, like Kamala Adama like my my dad father. is important yeah um, and he's like I it was couldn't care less yeah it was satisfying to it see was. that it was really great uh, you know we start to see that they've definitely got different like the crews themselves have very different um uh, mentality oh. and atmosphere you know because they've been through different things but yep. also I would I would argue that um, the Pegasus crew have not been with the civilian fleet and so they're mm. they're this is what um, I was about to say. Yeah, has all been military. Yeah. It's just been the military. They're not protecting anything. They're yeah. not trying to get anyone to like find a new home and make babies. Yeah. You know, they're they're basically like we're going to like kill and and you know do as much damage to the Cylons as we can. Yeah. So it's a much they're more hardened. And that's definitely what I thought as well. And we can talk about this more um, later. But like I think it's true. It's like having that sort of the colonial fleet being um, I guess on their case all the time. Yeah. Definitely has change the and democracy yeah having to operate in a democracy you know well, i mean most yeah like part of the colonial fleet just like bail hmm. yeah so, like, yeah no, to solve it out yeah, yeah solve it solve it mm. make work it out whatever um so then bolter goes with kane to see um to see sharon um or he, sorry he takes kane to see sharon and he vouches for her again like a dharma this is kind of interesting like she has been super helpful mm. but i feel like everyone was like being much nicer to, about sharon to kane than they were to Sharon, like last episode. Um, mm. I don't know if it's just because maybe time has passed and they've. But I think know. well, last episode she. Um, that was when she like she yeah, saved them all. The main. So frame, when yeah. we haven't really spent any time with people talking about Sharon since then, yeah. so it's probably since that She's happened that they're like, wow, she Even, really yeah. saved us. Yeah. Um, and so probably seeing her in a much more friendly light. Like you see her in her cell and she looks like she's got like freedom and mobility and mm, all of that. Mm. So I think it's probably just changed. I do, um, I do love though that they're like, oh, we get all of this information without coercion. You know, we treat them like a human being, like they want to be. And it's like, um, she still has a chain around her neck. Yeah. Like I don't know if you're like so woke. Yeah. But I think that the way that they've successfully worked with yeah. her is by treating her by like a human. With her. Yeah. Yeah. But they haven't always done that. But no. I think that they've probably realised since the last episode that that works. Exactly. Yeah. Can we talk for a minute about um, Head Six's dress? In oh, this the episode? red dress? <sighs> mm, I know. It's I amazing. feel like they put her in the most outrageously sexual, like, slash, like, you know, glamorous. stunning, glamorous dress just to, to highlight yeah. the difference. And I think that's really great yeah like but the dress is like already striking and then she when you get to the bit like later yeah you're just like oh this is perfect yeah mm. no it was really good um yeah 
So then Ty goes to tell Adama about his conversation with that uh, with the Pegasus XO, mm. um, and I think you know it seems like it seemed to me um, that Ty's gut instinct was correct. Yeah. Um, particularly because Ty's not a character that usually has a very good gut instinct, so I feel like it's more serviceable to the plot for him to be proven correct in this instance. Yeah. Um, and Adama's kind of like don't jump to conclusions, even though Ty seems quite horrified by what happened. But then he makes a very good point that like. It's all about context and because yeah. he's obviously preparing their logs to be read by his superior officer. Yeah. Some of the decisions that they have made um, if without context wouldn't be... <clears throat> 40% of your reserves. Yeah, exactly, which doesn't come up. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know... You would think that would be one of the main things. Like, of everything that they've done that's crazy, like, I feel like that is the craziest thing. But I did. guess because they mined that planet and mm. got all the fuel, yeah. it's like, oh, but then we got the rest of the fuel, so it's fine. Yeah. We solved it. At, like, I reckon if they were now at, like, 20 fuel reserves, mm. it would be yeah. more intense. But it's just been like, oh, we solved that problem, so no one will ever care. Yeah. But it seems like, um, so this is kind of the next scene, but like it seems like um, Pegasus has have a lot more reserves than Galactica as yeah. well, especially because Galactica's been servicing the fleet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's, pro- again, probably why, because they haven't had a fleet mm. to service and all these civilian ships. So, yeah, like on the hangar deck, the Chief and Callie get some new parts. Um, you know, Gator gets some navigational updates and system upgrades from Pegasus, which you look was really chuffed about. They all look super excited, like all their Christmases like, came Exactly, ones. yeah, or actually getting some new things. Yeah. Like, And I guess the last two episodes were really stressing how tired and worn out and mm. kind of, you know, just over it everyone was. So this is a real reprieve for them. Um, but then, you know... Rosalind makes the point that it's great for Galactica, but none of the civilian ships are getting their needs met and yeah. they have issues as well. And so this is the first time where they really make this reference that it seems like Galactica is the only place that's getting its needs met. And I mm. wonder what they mean by that and what mm. needs they're talking about. Yeah. Um, this is the first time that they say anything like that. That, that, that the Pegasus... Water needs. Yeah. Like, yeah. are people getting enough water? Are people getting enough food? Are people... Like, obviously, fuel yeah. is a thing that they have. Because... She definitely mentions, like, you know, engineering... Mm. Um, like materials yeah. so I assume that it's more like not basic human needs in terms of food and water but more about like um, improvements mm. to the you know machinery and the engineering and the kind of structure of yeah. the ship but it's not made explicit yeah I wasn't sure what she meant and yeah I, but it's the first time that um, I've heard her mention yeah that. and that's kind of the first sign and Rosalind's a pretty good you know, yardstick in terms of like how we feel about people because mm. she's observant enough to usually get things right on gut instinct in a way that Ty wouldn't. Yeah. But is also like, I think we trust her more because we like her more as a character. Yeah. Um, so she's kind of, you know, frustrated by it, which is fair. Mm. Um, and she's like, you know, are you, she also talks to Adama um, who says they'll kind of put in a good word or whatever. But she's like, are you doing okay? Like, is this, again, they've got this relationship. They have a really you know, great chat. Out. I really like yeah. this chat good where chat. she's like, <laughs> but I like the way that she approaches it because she's obviously trying to probe him and he's not giving her anything. And she's mm. like, well, you know, if, you know, if, um, what's the old president's name? Ada. Oh, yeah. If Ada came off that ship, I mean, I'd be relieved, but I'd, I think I'd also feel a bit, you yeah. know weird about it and um she's really trying to be like you know yeah exactly Um, let's build a bridge yeah yeah because originally when um when the when pegasus was discovered my first thought was actually oh are they going to have another president because it doesn't Mm. say whether they have a fleet or not but then it was actually the opposite person who was Mm. you know the change but um yeah anyway it was nice i really liked the exchange between me too i like the way they're yeah yeah um 
Then we have like a lot of this. A lot of this episode was really like intercut, like two mm. scenes at the same time. So like we had the exchange between um, Tyrrell and what happens, you know, on the Galactica at the same time that Bolter goes to the Pegasus. So yeah, Tyrrell is visited by the Deck Chief from Pegasus, who kind of like starts by insulting his ship. Um, he needs the hope. Yeah, exactly. What about the he hope? doesn't have any hope, obviously. But then they kind of strike this balance because, um, you know, he's like, we've bought these parts or like we've got this stuff. So there's a very tentative balance in the work. But I also think what's interesting about this is that this guy was a civilian mm. and he's actually worked his way up. Yeah, hold on he to got that. Caught. Yeah. They've made a point of that for a reason, yeah. I think. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, they I, they spend a fair bit of time like probing mm. that, and I think that that kind of like the point you made about the the line from Roslyn. Yeah, um, there's things that like the way that the Pegasus has obviously, um, you know, crewed and prioritised mm. is different mm. from Galactica, irregardless of whether they have like civilian ship yep. with them or not. Um, so yeah, Bolter goes to the Pegasus. He's told not to get too close to the Cylon because it killed seven of the crew, which is kind of funny because it's like Bolter spends most of his time on this show being really up close and personal to that model. But, you know, um, he's like, oh, I'll be fine. Um, and he enters the cell and um, Six, I think this is the first time we've seen Head Six look genuinely shocked by she, something. Her her face in all of this, like Head Six, is incredible. Mm. She does. Trisha Halfer does really good An work in this episode. Amazing job, particularly because she's playing the two different yeah. versions and very very different, um, you know, psychology background experience. Yeah. But you really, I think you really feel you really buy her performance. Absolutely. And you really feel the horror of her being in that situation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in the cell, there's another six um, who's been kind of tied to the floor, looks very abused. Mm. Um, you know, it's awful. It's an awful um, visual. Mm. It's very impactful, but yeah, mm. awful. Um, and Bolter's quite, um, you know, distressed by this, like what's going on as well. Um, but he immediately assumes, well, she must have fought back. Like there must have been a reason they would do this to her. Um, so Bolter's, yeah, he he reckons that she, you know, must have fought back. And Six is like, well, I think she's obviously been abused. Mm. And Bolter's like, but there's no evidence of head trauma, which is like... Yeah, because yeah, that's the only that's the kind only type of, of way you can get a head trauma. <laughs> yeah. Because head trauma doesn't happen from, like, any other kind of abuse. Yeah. I mean, I mean he's it's a scientist, remember, he's a man of logic. Um, <sighs> but he reassures Six he'll do everything he can. And I found it really interesting that he's like, I think you should leave mm. um, while I talk to her. Yeah. I think that was kind of a maturity and a care for her that yeah. Walter displays in this episode that we haven't seen him display in the past. But yeah. also that um, their relationship hasn't really been explored that way in the past. Yeah. You know? He, no, yeah. I think it was really... Um, I like Bolter in this episode. Me too. I yeah, almost too. got us the Bolter beers. And <laughs> I was like, oh, there's got to be an episode where he's yeah, more prominent. He's around Because there's a lot of MVPs work. in this episode. Like, yeah. a lot. Like, there's so many. I don't know who we can give the award to. The Ooh. suspense is um, killing me. <laughs> Bolter's up there. Bolter's up there. And yeah. six for her amazing performance. Yeah, Trisha Halfart. Mm. Even though we're competing on the podcast broadcast. Mm. No, nah, not really. Collaboration, not competition. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, she did great work. Um, so then Bolter goes back to Kane and her team and he's like, you know, the prisoner should be allowed to bathe to bathe and eat, which yep. fair enough. Yeah. And maybe provide her some comforts. Yep. And Kane's like, comfort's not important to me because this Cylon, you know, allowed the Centurions on board. So this, I think, is supposed to tie back to the conversation around the XO and what he did mm. in that kind of initial... Um, uh, 
you know, Cylon um, attack, mm. uh, but it's not clear. And again, if you go and watch Razor, some of this stuff becomes makes, okay. more, makes more sense. Yeah. Um, but it's not pivotal to kind of at this point in the narrative know exactly what, you know, that all is. Mm. But Bolter's like, you know, um, Bolter challenges her for that. And then she's like, you're making excuses. You're losing perspective. I can't even see what you brought to the team, which to be honest is kind of cathartic to hear someone say that because yep. there have been many times when I'm like, Bolter's really not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> like multiple episodes where like, he's like the vice president. Yeah. But then again, it's like, it's quite funny because like, then he does this big rambling thing, which yeah. he does all the time. And like, um, and, uh, and so he does a big rambling thing that he does all the time and it never pays off. And this, yeah. or sometimes it pays off and this time it pays off. Like yeah. he does a big ramble and then she's like, okay. I'm really not sure what that noise is outside, but I think people are moving at our flats today. So that's probably what it is. Very um, squeaky. Yeah, no worries. Um, anyway, yeah. No, you're right. He kind of says, like, yeah, it's time to use a carrot, not a stick, which yeah. seems to get, like, Kane's like, okay, I get that language. Yeah. That's yeah. direct enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you're right. He really, like, gets his back up. But um, then he does the, like, suck up, like, lovely uh-huh. shit, very new. Yeah. Like. Yep. Oh, like, loopy bolter. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, we need to keep an eye out for um, a call sign for Kara. We do. But I'm also thinking um, could be um, hot red dress. Ooh, yes. (laughs) I don't know if Kara wears dresses, but, you know, that was a great dress. Um, Anyway, I'm just saying that now while while I remember. Mm. Um, So on the CIC um, (laughs) on Pegasus, Adama is really perplexed by the lack of chairs because mm-hmm. it's not no one was doing stand-up desk then I guess oh like one of those people <laughs> so where funny. you go in it just made me think about you know those like really plucky like startup people who are like we don't have we don't yeah. have desks and I'm like I'm we're tired. active med- we only do active meetings let me sit I'm tired I just want to sit <laughs> yeah like, yeah it's like fine for ooh. like five minutes yeah these beers are popping yeah <laughs> wow yeah um yeah no, I'm good for a beer thing, so. Um, <laughs> it's like you guys are here with us in the room. <laughs> Podcasting, the joys. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's perplexed by the lack of chairs, but he's impressed by the weapons. <laughs> That's a dharma in a nutshell. Perplexed and impressed. That's yeah. another... Um, another per- Perplexed and impressed, yeah. Another call sign. Big guns. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Kane um, praises Adama's actions from after reading his logs, but she's like, you know, in comparing your your logs with the recon work we've been doing, I reckon that the Cylons are following their fleet, which I would mm. say made sense. Um, and she also shares a bit of intel on the Cylon fleet. So we really, like, we see that Pegasus... Uh, again, by not having a civilian ship, they can mm. go and be proactive and yeah. like learn all of this stuff. But like, they've got quite a lot of. Um, it's exciting to get these kind of insights mm. from the humans' perspective because we just we don't really we haven't had any proactive. Uh, we've had a couple. We haven't had any large scale proactive attacks from the Galactica, so yeah. we don't know this kind of stuff unless Sharon or Head Six tells us. It kind of makes you wonder what would have happened as well if like. Um, you know when Battlestar lost the fleet, mm-hmm. they jumped to the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Like, what if they never found them again? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like how different would what, it be? Exactly. Mm. Um, would watch though, mm. at least for a couple of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, she's kind of like you know, this is the intel that we have. There's this like mysterious large ship that we keep seeing protected by like base stars, so it's obviously important. Um, and and she kind of. It seems like Kane's gearing herself up to have to convince Adama, but then he's like, yep, I totally agree. And she's like, oh, great. 
but by the way, I want to like merge all the teams. And he's like, oh no, I don't agree with that. <laughs> um, she's like, yeah, by the way, we're just going to take your son over here. Is that all good? And he's just yeah. like, um, sorry, what? My team works well together. I'm like, do you not know? They're a family. Yeah. A family. They're a Darwin, oh, damn I it. Yeah, that, that, that hurt. That hurt. Yeah. I mean, Kane does make <laughs> like fair points again. Like th- this is the thing with Kane. Like I, I'm in no way team Kane, but like, and to a point in this episode, I would say two thirds of the way mm. through of this episode, yeah. you kind of see where she's coming from. Absolutely. You don't agree, but you see where she's coming from. Like when she's yeah. like, well, you know, I've reviewed the logs and like you, you've talked about all these problems you had and all these like insubordination. Mm. And then you have these other bad apples like Starbuck, like we need to integrate them with our team so that it isn't, you're not so close to all of them, which yeah. is, we've, pro- we've talked at length about Adama's children. Yeah. From a military <laughs> standpoint it makes a lot of sense yeah but like but they're a family also if you want to make changes like sure and like she probably wouldn't understand the relationship between him and starbuck but like at least his son like she leads with the son and it's like come on you know that like you guys are like the last people in the universe yeah and like his son just is let him there. have his kid exactly you know? like don't like, take his yeah. child away i think we start to see quite quickly that kane doesn't have a lot of empathy yes and she's very like well this is what we need to do strategically and mm. i don't give a shit about anything else yeah um yeah anyway so she's just like well you know adama's like i don't agree with that and she's like that's fine but that's the orders which yeah. was kind of a boss line but um also it, it was not agreed. i just wrote family in capitals a lot <laughs> That was Family. my notes. And then Adama's face right now. I know. He does the best faces. He in does this so scene. many like feeling, not feelings. Yeah. Like you, he's not actually like showing any emotion, but so much emotion. Yeah. So many lines on that face. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> um, so then Adama has to go give the bad news to Apollo and Starbuck, who are like understandably pissed. It's so a parent kid thing. They're like, a, yeah, and they like, bigger I don't like children. Go. And he's like, shut up. <laughs> Get to the Pegasus. The thing where he does a line like, he just he goes stop or something yeah. and they both just go silent in their faces exactly I was like it's like so good kids, it's yeah. so good but yeah he's basically like too bad so sad you have to go but then he yeah. kind of gives them this throwaway line that's like you know watch, she wants watch to get us yeah, yeah. watch yourself mm-hmm. um, and so we you know we start to see Adama giving a little bit more away I think um, and then back on the hangar deck um, Tyrrell's still a bit you know like doing his work or whatever and then this new chief this other chief is there again and Tyrrell, Tyrrell, Tyrrell and Callie are like, oh, it's so shit, we've got this new boss and this new chief is like, oh, that's me. Like, I don't know why he didn't lead with that when he was just lurking around yeah. for like those earlier scenes, but whatever. But also like how shitty would it be from the perspective of Tyrrell, who's like been a military person for yeah. ages, knowing this guy's a civilian and just being like, you know, okay, cool. So I've dedicated like a fair chunk of my life to expertise in this area. Yeah. You've been doing this for what, a month or two? Yeah. Sure, take over. That's fine. Yeah. It's like, you know. Like he's qualified like on when paper. when you that but, like 18 yeah. year old entrepreneur who like joins up with a business and everyone's like, but they sold their business at this age. And you're like, oh, wow. Um, yeah. That is a thing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, one <laughs> side note. Side note. Um, yeah. The CGI, yeah, CGI budget was a lot bigger on this episode, right? Because mm. there was so many outside of like um, the spaceship shots, mm. like particularly because there's a new spaceship that we yeah. haven't seen before. Like, as so in the next scene, you know, they go like Apollo and Starbuck go to the Pegasus, mm. and it's like got this whole outside yeah. shot. It's sweeping. Like, there's a lot. You know, I, yeah. I think I saved some budget from the 
previous episode for this one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's pretty. <laughs> previous, yeah. Well, you know, because that was all like inside on yep. like the CIC. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was cool. I was mm. down for it. I liked the budget increases. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, Apollo and Pe- um, Starbuck are to go to the Pegasus. They report with their new crew to hear about this like photo recon mission. Starbuck's my favorite mission. in this scene. Yeah. She's just so like... great. She just sasses the cag right away. He's she's just like, like this is a stupid plan. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, she's not wrong. No. And like, I think that the the problems we've always had when we talk, well, that we kind of share about the military is like that absolutism. That's like, even mm. if you, even if you're right, you're wrong because you spoke up. Mm. So in this instance, because we've seen that the Pegasus crew are much more like military. rigid. Yeah. yeah. He's just like, you're going to be off this mission if you keep kind of sassing me like that. And she's like, you should take like our stealth ship is for that reason. Mm. And in the previously on, we specifically called it out as being mm-hmm. a stealth ship. So like, guys, it's important. And they're still It just... also represents hope. It also, and it's got the president's cracking name. <laughs> By the way, Adama failed to tell um, Kane that Rosalind's dying. Mm. Side note. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, Starbucks just like, we should just take that. And they're all like, no, too bad. And then the cag's like, well, you're off this mission anyway. Mm. But Apollo coming up with the goods. Yeah. Got He's a like, video camera from anyway. wherever. Yeah. yeah. And tells he her to get some Lucy pretty Wallace. pictures. Yeah. 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 Where's Deanna? I feel like she would have things to say. I know yeah. she went back to the Cylon like fleet or whatever somehow. Or the other copy or whatever did. But, mm. you know. See. Where's Deanna? Where's mm. Deanna? Um, so then we have this kind of final, I would say, quarter, which is all intercut. Mm. Um, Tyrrell finds out that his ship is missing. And when he goes to ask the new chief while it's gone, there's like this kind of party, I guess, going on. Which um, party? Can I also say, Locker room. again, yeah, locker room. Again, they make a point of the alcohol thing, which I was very happy about. They're also drinking out of jars, which I was just like, they're hipsters. Very mm. hipster Melbourne. Yeah. So shout out. Yeah. Um, that's all I have. Well, they're drinking out of jars Mm. and, you know, they're drinking the hooch and making uh, really... They're they're using some locker room talk. This is all just so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. And, you know, they're talking about this hot Cylon and um, Tyrrell kind of tries to, I would say, fairly reasonably Mm. shut them down. He doesn't get aggressive. He's just like, let's stop talking about that. Yeah. Um, And, you know... It basically escalates this locker room talk yeah. um, that they've been raping the Cylon that they've got on their ship. Which is um, just... Ugh. And Callie gets, I've just written you know, so many times in my notes here. Yeah, mm. and I'm really... like So I've read in some other uh, reviews of, you know, writing around this episode mm. that it really points out the differences that all of the Pegasus um, crew in that scene are male mm. and most of the Galactica crew in that scene are female mm. except for the Chief and Hilo and, like, one other guy. Team Vanilla, I call yeah. them. Team Vanilla. Mm. Um, and Callie gets really, you know, disgusted by it. Um, and there was some discussion of, like, why would Callie get annoyed when, like, she, like, shot a Cylon? But, like, let's not forget in season one, like, Callie was mm-hmm. nearly assaulted, mm. you know? So, But also... Do you think Kelly's maybe done a bit of a turnaround? Yeah, yeah. I think. And I also just think like it's a fucking awful conversation to hear. Mm. I would I would not be able to hear that kind of conversation and not say something or take myself out of that environment. Side note, was with a group of um, older business people the other day and they were like jokingly calling this guy Harvey Weinstein because he was being a creep. Mm. Turned around to me and were like, Oh, I was like, well, do something about it. They're like, well, you know, you take care of it. I'm like, I'm sorry. I deal with this shit every fracking day. Be a fucking ally. You go take care of that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Don't, don't like make it a thing so about gross. it and then put it on me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like, and then can... they're like, oh, you're, you're such a killjoy. It's like, fuck you. Were you a crown? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so many gross people at Crown. Oh, Male man. and female, non discriminatory in that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, this, this is so an gross. awful scene. Mm. Um, and I think from this scene, we start to get a real sense of dread mm-hmm. um, because we have this. Um, you know, intercut scene where Sharon um, is like working out. By the way, I'm sorry, this is not to take away from everything else, but Sharon does not look pregnant at all. No, I thought that too. She's doing sit-ups. She is. And we know she's been pregnant for at least like three months, I would say. So like... Maybe it's a Cylon thing. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. know. Anyway, she's, yeah. so she's doing sit-ups. She gets visited by this Pegasus officer, which is the same one that we saw take Bolter to the sixth prisoner. Um, and he's like pressing Sharon to kind of, you know, share what she knows about this ship. Um... She's unable to answer him, so he tries choking her. Uh. Um, and then, like, the deck crew, like, the awful guys um, in the other scene um, are kind of talking about this Lieutenant Thorne and that he breaks in the Cylons, which is obviously, an, you know, by And, like, putting on a please disturb sign and all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God, it's so awful. It's but awful. also just, like... How bizarre that there are other people in that room and he's, like, using that tactic. Yeah. He's, like getting his socks off having sex in front of his colleagues without consent in, with someone else it's so gross on so many levels it's disgusting mm. um yeah anyway they're kind of like you know Tyrrell and Hilo realize what that obviously infers and so they're like well Hilo kind of goes for the guy making the comments but it's then like all right we gotta like go to the brig can we do a really inappropriate side note Hilo's arms look amazing <laughs> in all of these scenes we needed that levity we needed that yeah sorry it's just it's really dark and he's then, been working out I reckon yeah and then I see that I was like oh goodness well, he's also me. probably not getting radiation poisoning anymore yeah so. <laughs> getting a bit of the muscle up yeah but anyway yeah go team vanilla let's go, go team vanilla team vanilla like run to the brig mm-hmm. they find lieutenant thorn um like so you know, graphic. So graphic. They see him raping Sharon oh. um, and they attack him and the crew, but like they're outnumbered and mm. the other guards have large assault rifles. Yeah. So, But they managed to kill the fracker, so that's yeah, fine. Exactly. I was okay with that outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so they kill Lieutenant Thorne, even though they've been kind of like taken into custody. Um, and Sharon's obviously like horrified and like... Her she, acting you know, is amazing. She's Grace amazing. Parks. Yeah. It's- She's so, gotten so much better this season, mm. I think. Like, she was good in the first season, but now she's playing, you know, Sharon, not mm. Galactica Boomer, and, like, doing different... You know, she's uh, just going through a lot more experiences. Yeah. Um, she's great. Both her she, and Trisha, yeah. great in this, yeah. this episode. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, they Tyrrell and Hilo are swiftly taken to the Pegasus for their assault. Um, you know, as Adama calls Kane to like challenge it, and he's like, "I hear that you know they've done the wrong thing, but we we should be the ones to trial them." And again, not incorrect, but like Kane's like, "Well, you can't ask for an independent trial when you mm. shut that down last season." I did like that that came back to bite him in the butt because Absolutely. we talked about how there were no repercussions yep. of that. But Consequences I was also like, are no. good, and it is but I not think, that consequence. <laughs> yeah, not that consequence. But like, I think that um. Yeah, I mean, we can we can talk about this more, but it's just crazy, like, and sadly very relevant to current day context that, like, this guy yeah. is going around raping, yeah. essentially, people. And it's, like, not only locally known or commonly known, but it's, like, almost celebrated mm. as a tactic, Absolutely. You know? um, but that these guys have come in to, like, stop rape. Yeah. And, um, and that yeah. they're being tried. And I, the death wasn't on purpose. Like, no. I don't think that either Hilo or um, Tyrrell went in with the intent to murder them. I think they went in with the intent to stop what was obviously yeah. an you know completely in unjust way of like obtaining information. Absolutely. 
Um, yeah, so they, you know, she Kane shuts Adama down um, and she's like, I'm not backing down about this. You know, I'll be in touch with you. Um, and then Bolter has, um, goes to revisit the six that's being held, you know, prisoner on the Pegasus. Mm. Um, this was, I thought, a really moving scene as Very well. Very much. It's really beautiful. Yeah. And I wonder if she, because we don't really find out this episode, but I wonder if she um, remembers him. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Bolter brings the food and he asks for the strengths to be moved. I think mm. this is the most assertive we've seen him talking to people, mm. like not in a hysterical way, yeah. actually just in a like, I'm in control of the situation. Yeah. Um, he tells the six that she can have the food. It's not a trick. You know, he tells her about his relationship with head six but side note like surely those cells would have listening devices i mean maybe they took them out because of all the raping but like you know i don't know i don't know i wondered that too because i was like can they hear him on the other side yeah Um, because you're just like really admitting all your complicitness mm. (laughs) um but you know it's a really um it's a really lovely uh, conversation i mean some of the lines are kind of corny like she was a silent and she changed my life Mm. i've written like lol title of his biography yeah absolutely (laughs) the silent that changed my life (laughs) um when they've created a new race of humans and um and you know everything's moved forward and it'll be like him like on the front making a fist and kind of turning to the camera i feel like Um, i need to photograph that thing and also at the end when he's like my name is gaius bolter and i'm here to help you i was like Oh my god! <laughs> but we know he's dramatic, so yeah. <laughs> Pause for photo. Pause for photo. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, that that was a nice scene. Yeah. Irregardless of all the unnice, not nice things that happened this this episode, it was really it was some redemption. Scene and it was quite nice in yeah. the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then in the final kind of moment, Adama and Kelly find out that the chief. Um, has already had his trial and that him, he and guilt, uh, Hilo have already been found guilty on everything mm. and they're going to be executed by Kane because, you know, Which, why, like, why waste any time? On so many levels is bad. Like, for starters, not a fair trial. Secondly, I just feel like if they've got that small amount of people with expertise, mm. you've really got to put a more thought into it than Exactly. Like, it's the end of the fracking human race. Mm. Like, yeah, I don't understand. Um, but yeah. hey, she shot someone. And, and she's got, she's ranking, you know, she's, she's the big boss. Um, so Diamond's just like, well, you know what? I'm going to launch my attack fighters on you unless hey. you give me back my boys. <laughs> Which, you know, it's ridiculous. And it reminds me of that episode of South Park where like, in the future everyone's atheist and they're fighting over the name of which atheist they are like no we're the atheist alliance and we're like we're the alliance of atheists and they're like having full-out wars about this they have all the same religion yeah yeah Um, it's sort of the same thing thing of like they're against the silence and they're spending this time fighting but then at the same time i think adama is completely right in being like this is not okay yeah and you can't deal with it in Mm. this way yeah um so he's like we've launched our vipers um He's like, he's getting his men. Mm. And then um, Kane responds by kind of calling action stations as well. Mm. Um, and that he's left her no choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and as the Vipers launch, we get a to be continued. Which is the worst. Which is the worst. There were a lot of yeah. capitals. There was a lot of swearing at the television at this point. So It's a big cliffhanger. It's a it good is. cliffhanger. It's good that you don't have a three-month hiatus. But, yeah. You know. So I'm happy I'm going to go, like, literally right now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's get this wrapped up. Yep. So um, I can go watch okay. the next episodes. All right, good. <laughs> Do we want to talk about themes? We are going to talk about themes. That was that was kind of a joke. Um, um, also, of producer Tom had a good idea for a call sign. What's Cliffhanger. That? Cliffhanger? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Cara, Cara Cliffhanger. Cara Cliffhanger Fox. CCF. 
Mm. Sounds like she loves extreme sports. <laughs> and and maybe she does. <laughs> I think actually she kind of does. Extreme? I don't know. Weightlifting and stuff. Yeah, okay. Cool. <laughs> so, um, themes. Yeah. Let's do it. There's a lot of them. A lot of them do um, kind of follow through what we talk about like season long. Mm. Um, I think like I really loved um, I don't remember exactly what the line is but when um, when Six calls out Bolter and says he's being really scientific about the sexual assault yeah. and all of you're these. being clinical you're yeah, thinking really, like a scientist or ab- something. absolutely yeah. and she's like this is an abused woman in front of you mm. um, I, don't even, I don't even know if she says woman or if she says person but like you know this isn't science this is like yeah. and I think this is quite interesting if you think about like um just generally the scientific approach. I'm doing yeah. like um, uh, air like quotes. logic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, to things. And I think this happens a lot if you think about like the way that the police and the courts deal with assault and mm-hmm. the way that it's, um, that war and the implications of war are dealt with in that really like clinical way. Yeah. Um, I just think that that was a really interesting theme and it will be interesting to see if that plays out a bit more moving mm. forward. But definitely like really from a real world perspective like our world perspective it's um it's yeah like you see people going into um and there's actually there's a really good scene in veronica mars about this when she comes back and she's like i've been assaulted and they're like well you know who is it what's the proof like just absolutely and i feel like i don't think it comes from a bad place but certainly in like my understanding of the way that the um police system works is it's Mm. like this has become such an everyday thing for them mm. that there's just not that um, empathy mm-hmm. when it comes to this stuff. And it's mm-hmm. the same with the courts. Like, the way that they try cases um, of sexual assault is, like, very clinical. Yeah. And so I thought that was a really good call-out in the episode. Um, and I guess following on from that, um, like, this this idea that, like, rape is okay mm. um, mm-hmm. if it's against someone who you've dehumanised. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah like Bolter's immediate assumption of like, well, she must have like, you know, fought back or done something. No, he doesn't say she must have done something wrong, mm. but it's like the assumption that no one would just do that to do it. Yeah. There has to be a logical reason. But of course they would. Yeah. Because they do it all the time. Yeah. And I think that what was really hard in watching this is thinking about how like, um, you know, you think about like the fact that um, Donald Trump is like being accused of pedophilia and assault, mm-hmm. like on multiple fronts mm-hmm. and then bought her emails yeah. And it's like what yeah. we consider bad enough to be bad. Like yeah. you've got all of these people with like all of these like horrible charges against them of assault. And um and it's only just now that there's been this big movement against it. But mm. like there's still this kind of idea of like, oh, locker room talk. Yeah. Um, versus like, oh, but her emails and it's like it seems like this world is kind of similar to that of just like, oh yeah, well, I mean, tactic of war, like rape is fine. Yeah. Um, but you guys just tried to save a woman being raped and so therefore we're going to kill you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the way that they treat... Um, the, the way that... Like, I, I, I'm not going to quote it correctly, but I remember when I went and saw um, Gloria Steinem speak a couple of years ago and she was talking about, like, sexual violence and she was like, if you look at any instances of war and any instances of, of like, widespread, like, injustice, sexual violence is either a precursor or a byproduct of, like... You Terrorism can measure, is that? Yeah, you can measure yeah. those kind of things in tandem. And so when we say, like... We talk about domestic violence as being like, you know, a few bad apples or like these things. It's like, no, no, this is always like aligned to a bigger societal problem. Yeah. You know? And even like if you look at the most common threads of terrorists, mm. it's um, 
almost always, and you'll notice this, like once you think about it, you'll notice that every time you see a terrorist attack, there's almost always a history of violence against women Mm -hmm. because it's almost always men Mm -hmm. and they almost always have history of violence against women. Um, And like there have been some theorists, I think I might've spoken about this on the podcast before, but there have been some theorists who actually are like, we should start calling domestic violence terrorism against women. Mm. Because essentially it is, because if you look at the definition of terrorism, it's defined as something that is a um, a political or ideological violence that's committed, um, you know, to try and keep people in a state of fear to push forward an ideological cause. Mm. And I mean, in a time when like women's rights are becoming more prevalent, like this is essentially what it is. It's like mm. people reaffirming their masculinity and like, the men's place in the world. Mm. So yeah, it a hundred percent is. It's um, it is almost always in war and used as a thing, yeah. So yeah. yeah. So it's really beautifully done in the episode and like very shocking but like yeah. very beautiful I, you know it's interesting like um people they're like all three of um sorry i'm just finding the exact note about it so like um oh sorry i'm just stalling while i find this note oh i'm stalling really well too thanks guys thanks um oh yeah so Edward James Olmos, Mary McDonald, and Aaron Dog- Douglas, who mm-hmm. plays um, Tyrrell, were mm-hmm. all like asked to respond to criticism um, about the rape scene because mm-hmm. people at the time um, felt it was really graphic and like it was inappropriate, you know, for net- like a t- television show to do that level of graphic nature. Mm-hmm. And um, Olmos was like basically said for people who are upset, he was like, you know, turn off your TV sets and don't watch this show because it's only going to co- provide more insight into the complexities of what happens to human beings, mm-hmm. which I think is true. It is. Um, and McDonald was like, you know, I think that the scene is helpful because it's promoting a dialogue mm. and we need to look at things that are kind of um, awful yeah. to actually reckon with what those things are. Um, and, you know, she kind of pointed out how violence against women is put, like portrayed elsewhere in the media and yep. that this didn't shy away. Like, it's not before and after. It's, like, the actual mm. um, act of. Um, and yet Douglas was kind of like, I don't think that it was sensationalistic, um, but it was not more about portraying the human condition, which I, I, I think that... I don't think it was sensationalistic because... No. It was very real. Yeah. It was yeah. very much like, this is what happens. This yeah. is what would be happening. And, like, you don't have a problem with showing, like people killing each other all the exactly. time like we watch people be exactly. shot and like this happens just as much exactly um and the way like how quickly things mm. can change how badly things can go mm. so quickly i um i think that that was all really well done and i think that for a show that often um pro pro probes kind of like you know the gray area of morals and um what is acceptable and how do we treat humanity in mm. general um if you're going to have a plot like the plot that they started to open up with the silent prisoner you know you have you, you you're going to have that plot you know you have to show some of the impact of that um mentality on mm. those people as well like absolutely those guys like they're not good people no you know um and I think actually what's quite interesting is so in Ron Moore's other series Outlander oh yeah yeah um and this is like I'm not gonna say who it is but like there um, are actually scenes of male prisoners being raped mm. by men, um, which are really well done as well. And it really, like, it, that opens up a whole other thing. And I think that that, like, we've talked about, like, um, like Ron Moore 
my God, I keep going to say Roy because it's just been so in the news. Yeah. And I'm like, they are such different people. Yeah. Um, we've talked about Ron Moore and like how he does like gender equality so well and Outlander's set like quite far back in time. So the gender dynamics are very different. Mm. But um, but it's quite, he explores this really well in Outlander. Like yeah, right. Male rape on rape in war, which I think yeah. also happens. Yeah. Um, and so it's definitely not and like... sexual violence is a byproduct of war. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Um, but like really graphic um, male yeah, right. rape scenes in yeah, right. Outlander, which is um, again like it's like very well done, but like very horrible to watch. Mm. But I think also quite important. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it should be hard to watch. Yeah, these and- kind of things like if you are watching a scene about something hideous happening and it like so we've. I'm going to just digress for like a tiny minute, but like I've been watching Mindhunter. Have you watched Mindhunter? Oh no, it's on my to watch list. That's all right. So like I've watched like... (laughs) That's all right. Like you don't need to like, this won't touch on the plot in any way. It will spoil because I'm going to watch it. No, it won't spoil it. But like, you know, the the top line summary of Mindhunter is that like, it's about, you know, these people who worked in the FBI who kind of came up with the phrase serial killer. Okay. And like how that, like the research Is it true or is it fiction? Yeah, it's based on true. Wow. But it's fictionalized in terms of the cat actual characters and the actual so excited to watch it yeah. yeah but there's like um you know there's these kind of moments that i think that it's a very well-made show but there were kind of moments in it where i was like does the show con- condemn or does the show is the show more just fascinated by mm. what goes into a person what what happens in someone's head that they can make those kind of hideous choices against other people um and it there was something about it to me that it was like if you're going to lean in so heavily to being in the mind of a serial killer um you know you almost i as someone like in 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 independently feel like it should have been more like but this is like a a really awful thing like Mm. and i think that's not really the tone of the show i guess but like to come back to this example, like if they had just had it talked about and been like they're bad and you know they they've been sexually assaulting people, um, you have to see how awful that is mm. to really grasp maybe some of the points that they're trying to make in this in this show. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it correlates with when they've been really violent or really mm. you know sad. So yeah. Mm. Anyway, all right, we're all I know we're running over time, so we'll no, um, but it's a it's a special yeah. episode. Yeah, a very special. We'll episode. take as long as we damn well want. <laughs> um, any other themes you want to talk to? Um, I think there's a really interesting. Do you want to share one? I think there's a really interesting. Sorry, everyone in the Twitterverse, uh, in the podcastverse, who beer, doesn't need to know our beer conversations. Beer, I'm fine. No. <laughs> oh, then we can probably have one each, Tom. I think there's two left. Cool. Feels like you guys are here. You guys, are you having another beer podcast listener? (laughs) Um, Oh, I mean, I think that uh, we kind of touched on and talked about military protocol and like how the um, humanizing force of the colonial fleet has, um, has, uh, oh, nice and cold. Um, Are you ready for the pop? Oh, yeah. Hot dog. dog. Um, How the humanizing force of the colonial fleet has really change the battle style and mm. how they originally were at the beginning and we still kind of like complain about their military protocol and then watching this contrast is so yeah. great oh exactly you're like oh okay maybe it's not that bad yeah exactly um like comparatively like we always do the oh the military <laughs> and it's like oh wow that's really the military um but like i mean to me it's just crazy like that that they're all that's left like mm. i don't know mm. i keep hitting the microphone it's okay I talk with my hands, so... Um, 
So yeah, that essentially was it in like the interesting um, difference in their cultures. And I mean, I think what was really interesting is that they made the um, Admiral of Pegasus a woman. Yeah. Even though it's very masculine kind of culture. And as you pointed out before, like a lot of men in that conversation about rape Mm -hmm. and and all of that. Um, I think it's super interesting. Oh, absolutely. And I'm interested to see where it goes in the next couple of episodes. Oh my God, I'm so excited. They're certainly not immediately going to see eye to eye. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Yeah. Um, I think that we had a comment on this on our Twitter feed. Oh, organizational culture. Mm, um, yeah, very different. One thing that I do think is um, well done is that even though we don't like Admiral Kane as a character or like we don't agree with her morals or anything, there's really nothing made of the fact that she's a woman. No, none at all. Like there's no one's like, but you know, like she's heartless for a woman. Or, or like, we had diversity quotas. No, yeah. <laughs> No, no, and I think that's really great, and that's why I say I think it is quite interesting that um, she is, and and like it isn't mentioned at all, um, and this is what I love about the way that um, feminism is done on Battlestar Galactica. Is it's like there's never like this big like you know you look at um, TV shows who are really making a point of um, of trying to like capital F turn feminism. things on its head. Mm. But the, what I like about Battlestar is it's just like not a mentioned thing. No. Um, and in a way, I think that it's really clever casting her to be female because even though she's not feminine mm. um, and she isn't like her leadership style is different from Adama's, but different in probably a harsher, less personal way. Mm. I think the the fact that her her crew, a lot of her crew, are committing these you know atrocities to women, mm. it makes it far more complex and far more interesting. Absolutely, I would have actually been quite interested to see if the Cylon on Pegasus was a man and they were raping him mm, as well. Mm-hmm. Cause like that would have added a whole other layer to mm. it of it's like not about, mm. cause like, I mean like Boomer and, um, and six are both beautiful women. Mm. Um, and so you can understand how that would happen very quickly. Um, but I don't know. I just, I just think it would have been quite interesting to see if they would have used similar tactics on a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we will find out in part one and part two. Well, we won't find out because it's not exactly right, but we'll find out what they're going, what, are what they're capable of. Telling me? No, I realised I was are taking there, down um... a different rabbit hole. Okay. Well, <laughs> we will find out more about the crew of the Pegasus in cool. um, so Resurrection who's our, Ship. Who's our MVP? So I had like maybe Bolter, but I I agree with you. So why don't you pick one? I'm feeling oh Christmas goodness. generous. Do you know what? Maybe we should do a um. Maybe this should be a poll because I feel like it's yeah. like a tie between like Bolter and Boomer or Bolter and Sharon and Six yeah. are all exceptionally good. They are. Um, and then I was like, maybe we just give it to a random object. Like, um, I don't know, like the hipster jars. But then I'm like, no, that's just, there was really lot <laughs> of great, yeah. great people. So let's, we, we'll do a Twitter poll. All right. We'll I do mean, a Twitter poll. I'll put it out that's when good. we put the episode out. So um, yeah. you can decide. And we agree on what the call signs for car will announce on Twitter. Yes. Wait, have we or agreed? Or in the show notes. No, we'll agree off. We'll agree we'll off, off air? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we've got to look through the options. We made a lot of options. We made a lot of options. Um, all right, so we're going to – we'll do that for the MVP. Um, there were only three fracks. Um, it felt like there were so many more. I know I think I there's a lot that. of swearing, though, like that wasn't frack. Okay. Yeah. Um, and also there were only three Cylons. 
the two sisters and Sharon. Yeah, true. Yeah. So mm. in the next step, we'll cover both um, like two part. So Resurrection Ship, which is episode 11, is the two parter. Mm. So we will cover both episode, like both parts yep. of that in the one episode. Yeah. So it'll be a long episode and it'll be our first one back though. So we'll be super excited to see each other again. It's going to be like weeks. <laughs> so long. Weeks. Yeah. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, we won't be doing any more live um, watches between now and then, but we will keep you updated. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll share some pictures of the beers. And, you know, we're, you know, you're always on there lurking, working. Talking, twerking. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget, leave us a review. Tell us what you think. And um, email us with any feedback at beersbeatsbsg at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.